This is JDSA's Law Talk, the program that gives you straight facts on our laws and answers questions about the topics that may affect your everyday personal and professional life. And welcome to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm your host, Clint Strand, where we take all sorts of legal concepts, break them down into issues that you can understand. We'll talk about a whole lot of issues. First of all, we want to welcome in our featured attorney today, Lee Lewis. He joins us. Lee, how you doing? Doing great, Clint. I'm excited to lay the foundation for our talk here. See what I did there? We're talking about <laughs> signing a construction contract. And for many people, a construction is maybe the largest investment that they will make in their lives. It's so important, a lot to get down, but I know that we're going to uh, put this in terms that people can readily understand, right? That's the goal today. All right, we're going to do it. It's coming up your way next, right after this, right here on JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Hear more programs and read in-depth articles on the law at JDSALaw.com. And welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm Clint Strand talking with our featured attorney, Lee Lewis. Lee, thanks again for being with us. First, let's begin at the beginning. Let's talk about the basics. When we talk about a construction contract, what are we talking about? Well, from a, a fundamental basis, the construction contract is the governing document that is going to control the relationship between the owner and the contractor for the foreseeable future. But more importantly, what it is, it's the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. Uh, any basic construction contract is going to contain uh, what pro what work is going to be done, how much is it going to cost, when's it going to start, and when's it going to be completed. So in that sense, it really provides a roadmap uh, for the aspects of what's going to occur over the next weeks, months, or in some circumstances, even years. Seems simple, but as we all know, the devil is in the details. So let's dive into the details on one of these aspects. So let's talk about prices here. When it comes to prices and surprises, how do you keep to the price and how do you avoid surprises? It's a great question. It's, uh, you know, with a construction contract, I like to think of it as a bit of a mini marriage where you have a, uh, a relationship between a, a contractor and a and an owner. And like any good, successful marriage, it's all about communication. Till deed do you part, apparently. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so with uh, as with any good marriage, you're going to have great communication, and that is going to be the fundamental basis for avoiding surprises in a construction contract. So when it comes to prices, there's many different ways that a construction contract can be uh, figured. There can be a fixed price. There can be a cost plus. You can add a maximum guaranteed price to that cost plus. So you want to understand what the project is going to cost. Uh, and then within that, there are also, as you mentioned, there are devils are in the details, is sales tax included in the price? Uh, are permits included in the price? Uh, these types of things often don't get discussed on a face-to-face -face meeting between the owner and contractor. So it's important before you sign that contract that you know exactly what you're going to be paying for and what you're not going to be paying for. And it should also be appropriate to talk about how exactly this person's going to get paid. So, very much so. And if you, especially if you are the contractor, that's probably the most important thing that you want to know about the contract. So uh, does the uh, owner anticipate paying you every month, paying you only upon your request? 
Uh, are there bank financing involved where you have actually have a third party who's going to be playing some role in cutting a check? All those things need to be discussed, and that's where that communication comes in prior to even putting your name on the bottom of the paper. In a perfect world, of course, everyone pays on time. We do not live in a perfect world, though. That should be taken into account as well, right? Very much so. Uh, from the contractor standpoint, very important to have those written contracts. Even though uh, forming a contract between an owner and a contractor doesn't even require a writing from a contractor standpoint, especially given the fact that you'd like to be able to lien the property in case the owner uh, decides not to pay you for some reason. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk with featured attorney Lee Lewis. I'm Clint Strand. Coming up after the break, we'll talk about the reason why you should need an attorney in the first place. That's coming your way next on JDSA's Law Talk. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk. When you need legal advice, call JDSA Law, the highest quality legal support since 1946. Healthcare law, it's evolving and complex. At JDSA Law, we provide essential legal support to address legal healthcare issues. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946, JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Connect with us on Facebook and on Twitter at JDSA Law. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. We're talking with featured attorney Lee Lewis on what to consider before signing a construction contract. We just talked about the need for a specific price, getting that nailed down, and making sure we avoid surprises. Now, some of these feel like common sense suggestions, but nothing about law is common. So you tell me, Lee, why should we need an attorney for these sorts of things? Well, I'll start off by saying that not every single contract needs an attorney. Uh, I kind of liken it to the old Midas muffler commercial where pay a little now or a lot later. <laughs> so depending on the complexity, you know, if, for example, if you're if you're simply hiring someone to just do a simple uh, one room remodel or something like that, there's only be a, it'll take a couple days. Maybe an attorney doesn't isn't necessary. But when you're dealing in the majority of the situations, it's never going to hurt to have that attorney take a look at a contract. Okay, so let's play pretend here. I'm someone sitting across from you who wants to build something, or I'm a contractor getting ready to head into an agreement with someone. What is a scenario where you've saved someone's bacon? <laughs> Saving bacon. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one specific one that comes to mind. Uh, I had a contractor come to me uh, prior to signing a contract. Uh, wanted me to take a look at it. And it had uh, what we refer to in the industry as a pay-if-paid clause, which stated that the contractor would only be paid uh, if the uh, owner provided payment to the general contractor. So the general contractor, of course, would be the person who's going to be paying this particular contractor. So in the event that the owner decided not to pay the general contractor, the way the terms of this uh, contract were written, the contractor that I was speaking to would never be paid. Oh, wow. So it would take, uh, really would, would take going to court to break that contract to be able to get that contractor to be paid. So by able by being able to uh, review the contract prior to the execution and advising the contractor not to sign this contract and to go back to the general contractor and say, look, we need to change that language, he was able to prevent a, a, a possible sticky situation in the future. Talk about avoiding problems before they start. Very nicely done. Speaking of that, let's move into avoiding problems with so many moving parts. We're talking about so many aspects to these. What exactly should you do and the parties do to avoid problems? It's all about communication. The owner and the contractor have to talk 
before they execute the contract. You've got to make sure that you're both on the same page with what's going to be done, how much it's going to cost, and when's it going to be completed. Lee Lewis joining us on JDSA's Law Talk. And finally, what if the parties can't reach an agreement? What if you just can't come together on something? Very simple answer. Do not contract, because all you're asking for is a headache in the future. And a headache in a construction contract situation means you're in front of an attorney spending legal fees, trying to get out from something that you should have never entered into in the first place. That doesn't sound like a headache. It sounds like a migraine. (laughs) We will come back in just a moment with parting thoughts with Lee Lewis, featured attorney in JDSA's Law Talk, and we'll put the capstone on talking about considering signing in a construction agreement. That's next. This is JDSA's Law Talk. See our areas of practice now at JDSALaw.com. Class actions, an important avenue of relief for people or groups who have been harmed. At JDSA Law, we aim to achieve fair victories for our clients. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Thanks for being with us on JDSA's Law Talk. I'm Clint Strand talking with Lee Lewis, our featured attorney on what to consider before signing a construction contract. We covered a whole lot of ground, Lee. So what are some of your parting thoughts? Sure. A couple things come to mind. First of all, again, take the time to understand the entire contract. Uh, in, In American law, you're deemed to have understand and agreed to whatever you sign. So if you don't understand a concept or a phrase in the contract, Either seek clarification from the other party, whether you're the owner or the contractor, or seek the advice of an attorney. Uh, Second, what may seem on face value to be a simple contract provision may be more complex than you could ever imagine. Uh, What comes to mind are indemnity hold harmless agreements. Uh, Those are the source of millions of dollars in litigation. So make sure that you understand what those mean. And if you're agreeing to them, know that when you agree, you know what you're agreeing to. And again, if you're unsure, seek the advice of an attorney to get that true legal opinion so you really know where you stand in the legal world. Now, Lee, this isn't the only opportunity we'll have to talk to you. We'll have a couple of other topics that we'll be chatting with you about. Give us a taste of another topic that we'll be able to educate ourselves about here on Law Talk. Sure. We're going to be talking about uh, appellate law coming up. That's the exciting world of the litigation after the litigation. Really? Litigation after the litigation? Yep, it's not over when the jury returns a verdict. You always get a second chance. Oh, boy. Well, can't wait to hear about that. In the meantime, I'm Clint Strand. He is Lee Lewis, and this is your JDSA's Law Talk. JDSA's Law Talk. Thanks for joining us, and please join us again next week. You can also join the conversation by sending us your comments and questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. We'd love to include your questions in a future program. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Always seek the advice of a relevant professional with any questions about any legal decision you seek to make. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.